Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. Today we have a very special program. We're going to be performing a play that I wrote with the help of an AI called The Moose Queen versus Capitalism. I'll now be going over the characters in the play. I will be playing the narrator and the Moose Queen's father. Jonathan, who are you playing? The surfboard. That's correct. And Lauren is going to be? The Moose Queen. Yes. And Zach is going to be? A book. That's correct. And Sheiks is going to be? The chair. That's correct. Now, we are going to open with your monologue. Oh, whoa. Betides me for being born such a peasant. Day in and day out, toiling away in the fields, getting my hands dirty in the mud and manure. What a dreadful existence this is. I long for something more, something greater. A dream of living amongst the majestic moose, frolicking in the lush forests, free from the shackles of oppression that bind me to this dreary existence. These bourgeois swine, they prance about in their fancy clothes, reaping the benefits of their inherited wealth and status. Meanwhile, we peasants are forced to scourge for scraps, living in squalor, forgotten by society. But I shall not be silenced. I shall fight for my right to live amongst the moose, to taste the sweet nectar of freedom. And when I finally lay my eyes upon those magnificent creatures, I shall be filled with joy and happiness, like a blooming flower bathed in the warm rays of the sun. What are you talking about, Lauren? Oh, Father, can you not see the beauty in the world around us, the majesty of the moose, the grandeur of the mountains? Why should we toil away in obscurity when we could be living life to the fullest? I'm not sure I follow. We've lived on this farm for generations. It's our way of life. Well, that's just it, Father. It's a life of servitude and monotony. We should be embracing the wonder of the world, the vast experience of the desert, the lusciousness of the jungle, and the grandness of the Andes. I don't know what you're talking about. We have everything we need here. <sighs> Typical of you not to understand, Father. You're just too complacent with your simple life. But mark my words. Someday I will leave this place and live among the llamas, and then you'll see what true living is all about. <laughs> Lauren stormed off into her room, slamming the door. <laughs> she picks up a book and begins to read it, when suddenly the book begins to speak. Well, 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 if it isn't Lauren, the peasant girl, what brings you to this neck of the woods? Uh, uh, hello, book. I was just reading, you know. Really? I thought you were just holding me for decoration. <laughs> anyway, I've been meaning to talk to you about something important. Uh, oh, really? Well, what is it? It's about the dangers of capitalism. <laughs> Yes, yes, I know all about that. You get richer, the poor get poorer. It's not fair. Oh, wow, you're a regular Karl Marx, aren't you? Yes, I am. I've read all of his books, and I know all about the dialectical materialism, historical materialism, and the labor theory of value. Never mind that, Lauren. Let's focus on your desire for something more in life. What could you possibly know about it? Oh, nothing much. Just the entire history of human civilization and the economic systems that govern it. Okay, okay, I get it, but what does that have to do with me? Oh, nothing at all, except for the fact you are a peasant girl, living in a system that thrives on the exploitation of the working class. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that, but what am I supposed to do about it? Oh, nothing at all. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the fruits of your labor while the ruling class continues to accumulate wealth and power. 
This is so boring. Can't you talk about something else? Fine. Live your life in ignorance and complacency. Just know that your fate is already sealed by the systems that govern your existence. Whatever. She suddenly sees a surfboard appear in front of her. The surfboard is decorated with bright colors and a cartoonish smiley face. But there is something unsettling about the way it is talking to her. Hey there, sweet cheeks. What's a hot babe like you doing in a place like this? What is this thing? Why is it talking to me? <laughs> oh, honey, you don't know what you're missing. I'm a surfboard, the coolest thing around. You've got to try me out. Surfboard? What is that? What do you do with it? <laughs> what do you do with it? You ride it, baby, on the waves. It's a rush like you've never felt before. Waves? What are those? <laughs> you've never seen the ocean? Well, no wonder you're so dull. You've got to get out more, babe. I don't understand. How do you ride this thing? <laughs> you, you, you stand on it, of course, like this. <laughs> the surfboard began to demonstrate by jumping up and balancing on its edge. I don't think I can do that. I'm not very coordinated. <laughs> well, that's too bad, sugar. You're missing out on all the fun. But hey, you can always just sit on me and look cool, right? I don't I don't know. This all seems very strange to me. Of course it does, babe. You're just a country bumpkin. But trust me, once you've ridden the waves, you'll never want to go back to your board farm life again. You're gonna ride me all the way to the ocean, says the surfboard. Inching closer. Oh, inching closer. <laughs> I don't know what the ocean is. I don't want to ride you. But the surfboard doesn't take no for an answer. Come on, don't be something down. You'll love it, trust me. It says, now looming over Lauren, her discomfort and confusion growing as the surfboard continues to press her. She tries to run away, but the surfboard follows her, still trying to convince her to ride it. She covers her face and sobs uncontrollably as the surfboard continues to berate her. Ah, you're such a coward, babe. The surfboard snarls. <laughs> Why won't you ride me? I'm the best damn board you'll ever ride. You don't even know what you're missing. Lauren sobs even harder. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to ride you. I don't even know what the ocean is. <laughs> well, that's just pathetic. You're really missing out, babe. The ocean is a beautiful place. You should come with me sometime. I can't. I don't even know how to swim. and I just want to be with the moose. Please leave me alone. I'll make you a deal, babe. You ride me, and I'll take you anywhere you want to go. I'll show you things you've never even dreamed of. But if you don't ride me, I'll make sure you regret it. You'll never be happy again. I can't ride you. I don't want to. Please, just leave me alone. As Lauren continues to cry, the surfboard returns with even more aggression. It begins to hurl insults, demanding that she ride it. What's wrong with you, babe? You can't handle a little adventure. You're just a weak little peasant girl. <laughs> the surfboard sneers, continuing to make rude comments, belittling Lauren and mocking her tears. You're never going to make it amongst the moose if you can't handle a little water. Lauren's eyes widen with fury as the surfboard continues to hurl insults. She looks around frantically for something to use as a weapon and spots a chair in the corner of the room. With a primal scream, she picks up the chair and charges at the surfboard. <laughs> The surfboard's insults turn into screams of terror as Lauren brings the chair down on it with all her might. The sound of splintering wood fills the room as the surfboard shatters into pieces. <laughs> Lauren stands there panting and covered in sweat as the broken surfboard lies at her feet. For a moment, there is silence in the room, broken only by the sound of Lauren's heavy breathing. 
and slowly she begins to calm down, and the hallucination of the surfboard fades away. Lauren looks down at the broken pieces of wood, and a small file, and a small smile spreads across her face. Nobody treats me like that. She mutters to herself, still panting. Nobody. As the surfboard falls to pieces, Lauren is left panting and exhausted. Suddenly, she hears a soft creaking sound and looks over to see the chair shaking itself back to life. Don't worry, Lauren. That surfboard had no good anyways. But you, you have something special. You have the courage to stand up for yourself and the will to do what's right. Lauren looks at the chair, still stunned by what had just happened. But there's a warmth growing inside of her, a sense of pride and purpose she has never felt before. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. The chair smiles and reaches out a wooden arm to embrace her. Always. Lauren hesitates for a moment, still shaken from the encounter with the surfboard. But as the chair continues to offer its help, she slowly reaches out and takes hold of the chair's extended leg. To her surprise, the chair lifts off the ground and hovers in the air, carrying her out of the room and towards the open window. As they soar over the fields and the forests, Lauren feels a sense of peace wash over her. She looks down at the ground below and sees the moose grazing peacefully, just as she had always dreamed. Thank you. I never could have done this without you. The chair responds with a gentle creaking sound as if in agreement. It carries her away to a new life, free from the struggles and dangers of her old world. Lauren finds herself in a vast field of tall grass surrounded by the majestic moose. The sun is shining, the air is fresh, and the moose are peaceful and serene. She looks around in wonder and amazement, feeling overwhelmed with joy at finally being able to live amongst the creatures she has always admired. Lauren runs towards the nearest moose and throws her arms around its neck, tears streaming down her face. The moose looks at her with gentle eyes, and Lauren feels a deep sense of belonging and acceptance. She runs her fingers through the moose's fur and breathes in its earthy scent, feeling more alive than ever before. As she wanders through the field, she feels a sense of freedom she has never experienced before. The weight of her previous life has been lifted, and now she is free to explore the vast wilderness of her dreams. She is filled with a sense of purpose and determination, knowing that she has finally found her true home. Lauren embraces the chair tightly, tears streaming down her face as she thanks it. The chair pats her back gently, whispering words of encouragement and promising to always be there whenever she needs it. As they part ways, the chair fades away, leaving behind a trail of glittering dust that floats gently in the air. Lauren stands there watching it go, feeling a sense of gratitude and joy welling up inside her. Finally, as the dust settles, she turns and walks towards the group of moose, who are grazing peacefully in the nearby meadow. She approaches them slowly, a smile spreading across her face as she takes in the beauty of her new home. For the first time in her life, Lauren feels truly at peace, surrounded by the creatures she has always admired and loved. She takes a deep breath of the fresh mountain air and feels a sense of contentment wash over her. And with the chair now gone, Lauren begins a new chapter in her life, living amongst the moose and finding happiness in the simple pleasures of the natural world. Lauren is sitting in her peaceful field of moose, surrounded by the beauty and simplicity of nature. Suddenly, suddenly, a book appears before her eyes, floating in the air. Lauren blinks, wondering if this is another hallucination, but the book speaks up in a familiar tone. Hello, Lauren. It's been a while. Have you been enjoying your time with the moose? Yes, it's been wonderful. But what are you doing here? I thought I left all that capitalist nonsense behind. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, Lauren, you can't just ignore the world forever. There are still peasants out there suffering, just like you used to. You have a duty to help them, you know. Lauren's smile fades, and she begins to feel guilty. She remembers her father and the other peasants she left behind. They did not have the luxury of living amongst the moose, 
They were stuck in a life of poverty and hardship, while the wealthy lived in luxury. You're right. I can't just sit here and ignore it. I have to do something. The book nods in approval. That's the spirit, Lauren. You were always a fighter. Now go out there and make a difference. Lauren nods, feeling a sense of purpose she hasn't felt in years. The book fades away, but its words echo in her mind. She takes a deep breath, standing up and facing the world with renewed determination. Lauren is riding on the back of a majestic moose, leading an army of moose towards the village. The peasants are gathered in front of their huts, looking confused and scared. Lauren rides up to them and dismounts from the moose. Peasants, hear me! I'm here to free you from the grip of capitalism. You will no longer be slaves of the rich and powerful. But how can we fight against them? They have all the money and power. We have something even more powerful than money and power. We have the strength of our convictions and the bravery of our hearts. And we have these moose. Lauren gestures to the army of moose. Together we will fight against the tyranny of capitalism and we will emerge victorious. The peasants look at each other nervous, nervously, but then they start to cheer and chant. Lauren, Lauren, come on, join with me, guys. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Charge! The Moose Army charges towards the village, and the battle against capitalism begins. As Lauren and her army of moose enter the village, they are met with fierce resistance from the capitalist oppressors. The peasants, armed with pitchforks and other rudimentary weapons, join the fight. Lauren, riding on the back of her trusty moose, leads the charge against the capitalists. She swings her weapon, a modified chairleg, with precision and skill, taking down several capitalists in her path. The moose, too, show their strength and ferocity, charging at the capitalists and trampling them underfoot. Their massive antlers are used as weapons, impaling any capitalist that dares to stand in their way. The capitalists, realizing they are outnumbered, begin to retreat, but Lauren and her moose army do not let them escape. They chase after them, cutting them off at every turn until they are finally cornered. Lauren, with the chair leg raised, confronts the capitalist leader. He cowers before her, realizing his reign of greed and exploitation has come to an end. With a mighty swing of her chair leg, Lauren brings it down on the leader's head, knocking him unconscious. The battle is won, and the peasants cheer as Lauren and her moose army emerge victorious. They are free from the chains of capitalism, and Lauren has fulfilled her duty to the people. As the battle dies down, she looks around the village and sees her father standing in the distance. She rushes, towards him. she rushes towards him, and they embrace, tears streaming down both their faces. Dad, I did it. I freed the peasants from the tyranny of capitalism. I'm so proud of you, my dear. You've always been special. Always known what was right. Together they stand, watching as the villagers began to rebuild their homes and their lives, free from the oppression they had known for so long. As they look out over the horizon, they see the moose who had fought by their side, peacefully grazing in the fields. It's a new day, Dad. A new day for us all. And with that, they turn and walk away, ready to embrace the future and all its possibilities. The peasants gather around Lauren, who is standing at the center of the village square. The moose are, all, the moose are also present, standing proudly alongside their new queen. The air is filled with excitement and anticipation as the peasants prepare for the coronation ceremony. As Lauren stands there, she is overwhelmed with emotion. She has worked so hard to get to this point, and she can hardly believe that she has become the leader of her people. The peasants begin to sing a beautiful song, and Lauren can feel the moose moving to the rhythm. It's a movement of pure joy and happiness. As the song comes to an end, the peasants begin to place a crown on Lauren's head. It's a beautiful, glittering crown made of branches and flowers. She looks out at the crowd, and her heart swells with pride. She knows she has done something incredible that will change the lives of her people forever. She raises her hand, and the crowd falls silent. 
My dear friends, today we will celebrate a new beginning. We have overcome the forces of greed and corruption, and we have emerged victorious. But this victory is not just mine, it belongs to us all. The crowd cheers, and the moose lay out a joyous cry. Lauren smiles, feeling the weight of responsibility on her shoulders, but also feeling an overwhelming sense of pride and happiness. As the ceremony comes to an end, the peasants begin to dance and celebrate. The moose join in, their hooves pounding the ground with, in rhythm with the music. Lauren looks on, feeling contentment that she has never felt before. She knows there will be challenges ahead, but for now she is happy to revel in the moment, surrounded by her people and her moose. Lauren stands before her subjects, her regal attire adorned with antlers, surrounded by a herd of moose. She takes a deep breath and begins her speech with a booming voice. My dear subjects, today we stand before a new dawn of freedom. A freedom not just for ourselves, but for the majestic creatures of the forest, the moose. For too long, we have been oppressed by the chains of capitalism, but today, we have broken those chains and ushered in a new era of prosperity where the well-being of every creature in our land is given the respect it deserves. We will live in harmony with the moose and cherish them, and they will protect us and guide us to a better future. For the moose is not just an animal. It is a symbol of our freedom. My fellow subjects, let us embrace our new reality. Let us cherish the moose, and let us never forget the cost of freedom. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> what did you put in the AI? I told it to write a story about the moose queen fighting capitalism. All right. I was surprised by the rapey surfboard. Holy shit. That was... Like, that surfboard was just like, ride me. Fucking right. That's Harvey Weinstein as a surfer. Right, me or I'll I'm, ruin your life. I'm, uh, yeah. No moves for you. Cheek, you were a great chair. Thank you. Yeah. Four sentences. Yeah, you didn't have a huge part, but you even know. though you shattered me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you deserve to be shattered. You were yeah, very that rapey. Was creepy. Oh, yeah. That was very. I love playing the communist off. manifesto. <laughs> that, that definitely took some interesting turns. Yeah. Holy shit. You did some great acting. The Thank moose you. Bravo. I like reading. Yeah, this is great. We'll have to do another one later. In, in the future. You. Yes, Except little yes, moose creature. Paisley. She's just providing moose sounds in the background. <laughs> for those of you who can't see, which is everyone listening because this is not a visual media, but for those of you who can't see, we have a pet moose uh, providing noise in the background. It's Very... just a little small. We couldn't get a full-size moose in our 700-square-feet apartment. Yeah. yeah. You know, we ordered the moose from Craigslist, and to be quite frank, it looks kind of like a dog to me. No, we got her from Wish. Oh, from Wish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the program, or if you hated it, please share it, and regardless, talk about it, because the more you talk about it, the more it propagates into the atmosphere. And that increases that revenue I get from when you listen to it. So even if you hate it, listen to it anyway. Because maybe you hate yourself too. And you enjoy doing things you don't like because you have a weird psychological complex that needs years of therapy to get to the bottom of. You're describing yourself. A little bit, yes. <laughs> All right, bye everyone. Bye.